Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code number 15. My fellow entrepreneur, Scott Hansen here. Are you fired up? Are you excited to be alive? Are you ready to 10x your business and your life? I hope you're ready to crush it today and really start living the life that you were meant to live and become the extraordinary person that you were meant to be. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Steve Osher. Steve, are you ready to rock? Yeah, my man. Let's do this. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Success Hackers is brought to you by Meet Advisors, empowering business through advice. Steve Osher is known as the world's foremost reinvention expert. Famous for helping individuals and corporations become exceptionally clear on what their what is and the one thing that they were created to do. His practical, no-holds-barred approach to life and business propels his clients towards achieving massive profitability while also cultivating a life of purpose, conviction, and contribution. He is the New York Times best-selling author of What Is Your What? Discover the one amazing thing that you were born to do and also author of the Business Technology Book of the Year, Internet Profits, the world's leading experts reveal how to profit online. He's also the creator and host of Internet Profits Live, international keynote speaker, and in-demand media guest who has appeared on CNN, Fox Business, and other national outlets. Steve Olsher, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you. Yeah, my man. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Steve, I gave Hacker Nation just a little background of who you are, but we'll love for you to share more about you and your business. Well, how uh, how far back do we want to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, not too far back. We don't have that much time, but um, I would say back to, I know that you have a really interesting background, and I want you to really start with, first of all, how did you get to be known as America's reinvention expert? Well, um, you know, man, it's uh, it's been kind of an interesting go, but I would say probably because I'm the poster child for it. You know, I mean, I uh, I have certainly reinvented myself every step of the way. I mean, there's just no doubt about that, you know, and um, well, I tell you from catalogs and nightclubs to dot coms and uh, radio and real estate development and selling speakers out of the back of a van. I mean, I, I don't think there's any shortage uh, of things that I've done over the years. So uh, it's uh, not some it's not a title anybody gave me. I think I just kind of gave it to myself. <laughs> That's the best way. So what exactly does it mean to actually reinvent yourself? You know, reinvention is interesting, right? Because it's not its not at all about changing who you are in any sort of meaningful way, right? I mean, it's really just about kind of shedding the, the shackles of all the personalities and outfits that we've put on over the years. And, 
getting back to the core, to the essence of who we truly are. Mm. Yeah, and in your book, What Is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do, you actually reference the four paths. What are they and how does one identify in which path they should actually get on? It's, uh, I think some of this will come to light as I, as I go through them. So, I mean, here's path number one, right? And path number one um, is what I refer to as the birther, the path of the birther, right? And this is somebody who pretty much is known, like, from the womb who they are, what it is that they are truly wired to, to excel at. And, you know, things happen that kind of throw them off path, but at the end of the day, they, they always seem to make it back to front and central and get back to what it is that they're truly fired up to do. So, you know, you see that a lot with musicians and actors and even some entrepreneurs. But um, generally speaking, uh, you know, it's just one of those uh, – those are the people we kind of hate, you know. I mean, we just – whether we like it or not, we just kind of hate them because they're so clear uh, on who they are that it's, you know, it's almost disturbing. Second path is – uh, the path of the shifter, right? And, and the shifter is someone who basically makes a subtle adjustment to the what is your what equation, the what is your what framework to, to really align themselves with, you know, how they are naturally wired to excel. Now, that can take a lot of different forms, whether it's through really identifying what your gift is or the vehicle you use to share that gift um, or perhaps the, the people that you're most compelled to serve. And so the gift, the vehicle, and the people, those are the three elements of the what is your what equation. And when you look at the, you know, the, the examples that are out there, I mean, there's a lot of examples of, of people who have made that shift and it's really made all the difference. One of my favorite examples is from a woman who came to the reinvention workshop. And the reinvention workshop is a, it's a course, it's a live seminar that I've taught since, uh, 2009. And basically when she came to the workshop, she was pretty clear that her core gift was healing uh, because she was a nurse. So nursing was her vehicle and she had been a nurse for 30 something years. You know, she really just felt though, like something was off and she couldn't quite place what that was. So as we started to dig in, it just became clear to her that it was the people, the people that she's most compelled to serve weren't the people she was serving. And so after a bit of time, a bit of exploring, uh, we were able to identify the disadvantaged elderly as the people that she's truly compelled to serve. And so once you plug that into the equation, you know, you can see how everything really does shift because before she was working in a general hospital and fast forward, you know, three, four years later now, and now she's been a, a head nurse at a Veterans Administration Hospital, right? And so she's been working with the disadvantaged elderly, and, uh, and you know, she couldn't be any happier. So, I mean, that's, that would be the path of the shifter. Mm -hmm. And so the third path is the path of what I would call the reinventor. The reinventor being someone who basically does a full-on 180, right? I mean, like, they start at point A and they end up completely at point B. And often it has absolutely nothing, nothing to do at all with what they were doing. 
you know, when you, when you look at people like, uh, like Dr. Joe Amoya, someone who was uh, a friend of mine and would be a classic reinventor, I mean, he started as a, um, as a chiropractor. You know, he'd been doing that for years, and, and one day he woke up. And, I mean, he literally woke up and just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. It's just not what I want to be doing. Um, and over the last four or five years or so, uh, he has full-on transitioned to uh, a completely different way of sharing his gifts uh, with others, which is uh, today he's known as the ambassador of love. Mm. So, I mean, he actually helps single women find love. So, you know, you talk on like a, you talk about a full-on reinvention. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's about as uh, much of a reinvention as I think you'll ever find. Right. And uh, and then the last group, the last path is the path of the wanderer. And the wanderer, um, that's somebody who basically kind of goes through life without ever really identifying what their what is or even having a an understanding that, you know, it's possible to have a what, because, you know, this is something that we don't typically talk about around a dinner table. It's something that we don't teach very well in school. And so, you know, I don't mean this is a derogatory term, but it's just the fact that, you know, we're talking about people who, uh, for one reason or another, just never get that light switch turned on and as such live their life what i might call in the dark and and that's the path of the wanderer Mm. yeah and i think that for me i was definitely the third path which is the 180 always knew deep down that i wanted to impact and empower somebody whether it's through writing or now as a as a business coach as a speaker and it was something that i was not doing previously but i knew that one day somehow some way i would discover that path, as you say. And it's interesting in talking to you that you call it the four paths because like you or like some of the people that you've coached, you know, I was that third path. And I'll tell you, it can be a scary journey because especially if you have someone, as I call, with the desire to want to truly find your path, the fourth person or the fourth path Maybe, maybe they don't know that there is, like you mentioned, the ability to actually find their calling or their path. Um, that's different. But the third person, that's a very interesting path to be on because you really have two choices to make. You either keep staying on that path and being confused and frustrated and then go completely deeper off the deep end, I call it, or you continue to hunt and search. And that's what happened to me for a big portion of my life. And now that I'm doing what I really love to do, it's made the world of difference. And that is exactly what happens. I mean, it's the difference between just kind of being awake and being alive. And there's a tremendous difference between those two frames of mind. So share a moment, an experience, or what we call an aha moment, when you knew that you were onto something big, Steve. It wasn't just a dream anymore, but your business actually became a business not just a reality, but an actual successful business. Do you remember the time when that happened? You know, I was a DJ and I had a pretty good following. Um, and I was thinking that, you know, I, I, thought, I thought maybe if I opened my own place that I could get, uh, you know, I could get a pretty good crowd going. And, but of course, you know, I was 19. I had never opened, you know, anything for that matter. And so I had a lot of doubt about, you you know, what what I could do and and if I could do it, right? So 
it was it was an interesting period of of, of self doubt uh, followed by confidence followed by self doubt and confidence et cetera et cetera and over time um, you know it became clearer and clearer that I was really doing uh, the right thing um, basically about an hour and a half to two hours before we opened the doors people started lining up. By the time that we did open the doors, I mean, literally the crowd was like overflowing into the street and the cops had to come and like redirect traffic. And, you know, I mean, it was it was pretty nuts. So, you know, I think that was that moment where I said, you know, if you just kind of follow your gut and and you really think about what it is that you're truly compelled to do and just do it then it uh you know it it can it can be pretty interesting and uh, and that's that's where i was in that moment it just was like wow this is this is something that not only did i think people wanted but uh but actually um you know they uh, they they want it <laughs> so. yeah yeah no that's great and i want to uh shift kind of minor gears for a second and talk about your book internet profits the world's leading experts reveal how to profit online someone listening saying I want to profit online. What's maybe one strategy that you can share on how they should go about doing that? If I were to choose one thing at this particular moment in time, um, what I would suggest is that you become very clear on the people that you're most compelled to serve. So, you know, again, that's the third part of the what is your what framework. Um, So become very clear on the people that you're most compelled to serve and anything and everything that you do online needs to speak to that one person, that avatar, if you will, mm-hmm. that fits the exact definition and is the personification uh, of those that you really are here to help. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Like they say, the money is normally in the niche and especially in online marketing, any marketing really. A lot of times we think that, well, we want to serve everybody. We want to impact. We want to empower everybody. But what you're saying is that's great. But really, if you want to really make a dent, if you want to be world class, if you want to be known as an expert, you have to get really niche at who you're serving. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, I have a program called Nichitize, which helps people gain that clarity. At the same token, uh, you know, I do believe that uh, it's a little bit kind of beaten, if you will. Uh, You know, I think we've been talking about that for, you know, for quite some time. And, you know, the the truth is that it's not really about um, going so narrow that you eliminate everyone else. To, To me, it's more about going narrow enough that you attract those who are most interested in what you're doing. In other words, you don't, it's, it's kind of the push versus the pull, right? When you figure out who those people are and you start talking to that person, those people will find you and will gravitate towards you as opposed to how most people do it, which is they try to pull them out of the woodwork, which which I think is actually uh, you know it's it's really a counterintuitive approach that I'm suggesting, but I think it's incredibly uh, effective, and I've seen how effective it can be. Yeah, that's great. I love that strategy. So, 
We also have a segment on the show, Steve, called the Fail Forward Stage. And as entrepreneurs and people who are playing at a high level, failure, as you know, is just simply part of the success equation that I call it. The more you fail, the quicker you are to your success, as long as you can learn from it. Take us back to a specific time or maybe an event in your entrepreneurial endeavor when you failed, you might have even wanted to quit. I mean, there's no shortage of what others might term as failure uh, in my life. But, you know, what, what I believe is that there really is no such thing as failure. I mean, failure is just sort of one of those terms of ignorance that weak-minded people like to throw out at those who dare to soar, you know, in an attempt to bring them down. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I choose to view failure as success with an unintended ending. You know, I mean, it just, it just because it didn't exactly go to plan, it doesn't mean anything other than the fact that, you know, it just didn't play out in the exact way that you thought it might, right? So, look, the, the nightclub is a perfect example. Um, the nightclub... We did okay for about a year, maybe a year and a half or so. Uh, but then in fairly short order, uh, after that juncture, you know, things started to come apart. And I had a falling out with my manager and I had a falling out with my business partner. Um, and so ultimately I walked away. I mean, I walked away from everything and just basically handed them the keys and said, have at it. So, you know, it was that a failure? Uh, you know, I think a lot of people would say that it was. Did I have, you know, did I, did I have any money to show for it? No, I, there was nothing to show for it at the end of the day. But obviously the experience and a lot of fun and, um, uh, and just the ability to, uh, to impact those that, uh, that, that I really wanted to serve. And, you know, there are people who who I see that, I mean, literally, you know, this happens, you know, I'm old, much older now, but, you know, it usually happens, you know, once or twice a year, I'll run into people and, you know, somebody who had been at the club will tell me that they still remember it. You know, so it's, you just never know how, what you do, you just never know how it's going to impact others and you can't control that either. Share with Hacker Nation, maybe a success hacker strategy that you've used on how to build a successful online business or even a sales funnel to reach maximum results. Now, obviously, this can go on for the next hour and a half, and I know that you do seminars and all of that, but if someone is maybe new to the game, what's maybe one success hack or strategy that you can share that they can use, like, starting today? Yeah, I mean, the beauty of the, the, beauty of the Internet is that there is so much out there um, that is that is free, right? I mean, there there are so many people who are willing to share their knowledge without your having to spend a dime to get it. And I mean, that's not. Um, we don't need to have that discussion at the moment in terms of whether or not people should be doing that. But people do it. So the odds are pretty good that you may want to think twice about doing it, unless you know you've got a trust fund and you've got nothing but money to burn. Right. So well, that's what I always believe. You know, Machiavelli once said that a prudent person shall always, you know, uh, follow in the footsteps of greatness and imitate those who have been outstanding. 
Uh, and you know, look, there, there's no shame in replicating the actions and embodying the character traits of those you admire. I mean, as a matter of fact, it's just a flat-out brilliant strategy. So find those people. I mean, literally find those people who are doing what you want to do, see how they're doing it, and then before you do any sort of serious investment um, in doing what it is that you want to do, um, then do some, uh, do some testing, right? I mean, just do some testing because ultimately that is, that's where you're going to find whether or not what you're looking to do holds significant merit. And the beauty of Facebook and the beauty of, um, you know, the beauty of, uh, of Google and, and all of those, um, all of those available resources is that you just, you don't have to spend a heck of a lot of money to test out whether, you know, whether or not there is in fact a market for what you want to do. That is absolutely great advice. Most people would come on here and say, yeah, buy this course or buy this course. But I love your advice, which is simply take a step back, find out what direction or what person that you might want to follow, get crystal clear on some of the tactics, strategies, or even the mindset that you need to have going forward, and then use some of the strategies that you just mentioned, which in the beginning can be free. The likes of Google, the likes of YouTube, the likes of Facebook, the likes of LinkedIn. Great strategy, great success. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic, Steve. Thank you so much for sharing these incredible success strategies with Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Well, the best place to start is uh, always going to be with my personal website, uh, which is steveolsher.com. So that's S-T-E-V-E, Olsher, O-L-S-H-E-R, steveolsher.com. And uh, you know, I do give away a, a copy, a free copy of my New York Times bestseller, What Is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do. Uh, so if you go to whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free, uh, you can grab a free copy of that book right there. Amazing. And what about on Twitter? Where are you at on Twitter? Uh, Twitter is at Steve Olsher. So S-T-E-V-E-O-L-S-H-E-R. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Steve, along with other really cool resources that we have on the site. Don't forget to also leave a review and a five-star rating for the show. You can do this by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab, and then clicking on subscribe to the show actually on the iTunes page. By doing this, you will also allow us to grow the show and in turn, impact more people from across the globe. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter at Scott Hansen 1210 at Scott Hansen 1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion. <laughs>